0: Good evening, everyone. This is Gregory Bennett. Good to be here. i going to be talking about a topic that's kind of near and dear to my heart. Um, as far as a real estate investor love buying short sales, foreclosures and auction properties. You, you have to put that in your arsenal. You've got to um, buy them. I mean, as an investor, we're always looking for properties that we can buy at a discount. And then unfortunately, um, when one, one's house goes to foreclosure, um, it's just a good opportunity for an investor because we're buying below market um, or it's perceived that we're buying below market. And so um, I buy and my, my investors, we buy probably 70, 80% of all the properties that we purchase are, are either auction property where we either go to the auction at the courthouse steps, or there's a number of online auctions, which we'll go over. Um, short sales. One of the last houses that I just purchased was a sh- was a short sale, and so um, it, it took a while. Oftentimes, short short sales take six months. This one actually took a year, um, but we buy short sales, um, pre foreclosures, um, and so we buy all of those types of properties. So. Um, you've got to really learn how to buy these properties. Obviously, we've, we've got to buy them right. Um, I often get the question, can you wholesale these properties as well? And the answer is yes, you can definitely wholesale foreclosures, auction properties and short sales. And so let me go through, if you guys have questions, go ahead and put them in the um, comment and I will. I'm happy to answer the questions for you. All right. So let's go through it. Foreclosures. What's a foreclosure? Foreclosure is the legal process where a lender um, forces the sale um, of a property. If you're delinquent, now, if you're delinquent, supposed to be three months, they can start that process of foreclosure. But oftentimes they don't. Actually, in the state that I live in, in the state of Maryland, um, they're the slowest to foreclose takes up to sometimes two years to foreclose. But I mean, obviously as a homeowner, you don't you don't want to uh, be delinquent in your mortgage, but the bank can um, foreclose on you. So that's that's what a foreclosure is. Short sale just simply means that um, you generally means that you owe more than what the house is worth. It has negative equity. Um, you have to sell the property. We've got to ask the bank for permission to actually sell the property. The bank is going to come up short. Let's say your mortgage balance is 200000 You can only sell the house for 150000 So now you're short. The bank's going to come up short. They've got to give approval and go through a, a process to um, approve you selling your house for less than what you owe to the bank. So that's what a short sale is auction properties is is um, simply a foreclosure that the bank, instead of the bank giving the property to an, a real estate agent to sell for them, they'll auction a property off at the courthouse steps um, or actually online on, on one of the online auctions. And so um, that's what an auction property is. Sometimes they'll even auction off a short sale. I've seen, um, different sites auctioning off um, short sales. And so banks are starting to go towards um, actually selling most of their properties on auction sites. So you've got to know what the auction sites are. And so we'll talk about those things um, in a few minutes. And so um, what is the the statistics? Why, Why short sales? And so actually we're in a pandemic now and there was just a, a moratorium put on foreclosures, actually yesterday, um, where now the moratorium has been extended till June. So now um, if, one, if, if one hasn't paid, the bank cannot foreclose on them um, until June, and it might even get extended then, but uh, that's saving over 10 million homeowners. 10 million homeowners, Um, for various reasons, unemployment and and other reasons, um, houses could be up for foreclosure right now. And so it's unfortunate. But again, for a real estate investor, uh, it's an opportunity for you to buy low and renovate, sell high or put under contract low and then actually wholesale the property. High states for foreclosures now are Delaware, South Carolina, Maine, and California. Um, the reasons why people why their houses homeowners' houses go um, into foreclosure um, are the are the five D's: um, death. So death death in the family. If the deceased is the breadwinner, head of household, breadwinner of the family, because we don't prepare ourselves um, financially. If if there's one paycheck missing or the breadwinner goes away, there's nobody else in that household that can take over that payment. Um, other family members, other generations, um, they can't do that. They're, they're, they don't have the wherewithal to do that. And so death is actually one of the biggest reasons why houses go to foreclosure. Divorce. Um, generally both the husband and the wife jointly are paying the mortgage. And if one of them actually goes away through a divorce, the other has to um, pay the mortgage and they don't. And oftentimes they don't even sell the property. Divorcees, oftentimes just let the house go to foreclosure. So we've got death, divorce, drugs, drugs, and then um, disease. So, so drugs, drug problems, and, and I've seen that um, as a realtor for almost 30 years. Houses going to foreclosure because of, of drugs, because of different disease, medical issues, medical bills, um, unable to work, houses go to foreclosure, and then denial. Um, we've seen lots of homeowners because of denial. <clears throat> they're, they're behind in their mortgage payment. They're praying for a miracle. And the miracle never happens. They're they're in denial, and the house ends up going to foreclosure, or they think a savior is gonna come and save the day. We're um we actually we're actually seeing a lot of houses now because of unemployment, because of the pandemic, um, houses are going to foreclosure. And so it, it just leads me to to kind of reiterate that we've got to get our own personal. Kind of quote unquote house in order. We can't have if the breadwinner in your family, for um, you know, for a, a, a reason beyond your control, goes away. You should be you should be preparing yourself to still be able to live in the in the lifestyle that you're accustomed to, and not have to either sell the property or allow it to go to foreclosure. And so we talk a lot about generational wealth and I probably will mention generational wealth and multiple streams of income. So kind of a, as a side note, um, really prepare yourself. Prepare yourself for sometimes the inevitable. Um, sometimes that, that, that includes having the right life insurances and, and, and things like that. You can even have um, an insurance on the property So that if um, if the breadwinner or one of the homeowners goes away, then the house is paid off and it doesn't foreclose. And so you've got to prepare yourself for those types of things. All right. Um, So where are we finding where are we finding foreclosures? Where can you find foreclosures? And so you. And so the answer is you can easily find foreclosures. in legal newspaper, every jurisdiction, cities, counties, they have a, um, a legal newspaper. And in that n- legal newspaper, it's a requirement when one opens up, um, when, when a bank forecloses or starts the process of foreclosing, it's a requirement for that foreclosure or really pre-foreclosure to be listed in a legal newspaper. So you can find them there. I was telling a story um, actually last night to my investors that I I coach that what I used to do was in my jurisdiction, I had a subscription to the legal newspaper. So every Thursday I would get the new filings. And what I would do with those new filings um, was I would call them. I would door knock, really I would door knock them. So I would go to everyone That I saw in my jurisdiction, the house is getting ready to go to foreclosure, I would actually go knock on their door. Um, But you can call them. You can skip trace and call them. You can send them a letter or a postcard like everybody else. And that's one way to contact one that's house is getting ready to go to foreclosure. So you can find them through the legal legal newspapers. There's national websites um, for uh, for the online auction, HUBZU, H-U-B-Z-U.com, you can find them there, auction.com. Um, you can find foreclosures there. Um, and then um, locally or regionally, there's other sites. So here in, here in our area, in the uh, DMV area, um, for example, in Baltimore, there's um, Ashland Auctions and, and other other auction sites, Um Let's see. Um, you can find auctions um, at foreclosure.com, um, HUD foreclosures at HUDHomeStore.com. You can find properties there, and then also locally. There's um, I go to AlexCooper.com to see uh, what houses are being foreclosed. They have online an online portal where they um, for, where they auction off properties, but then they also have the filings for the properties that can be auctioned off at the courthouse steps. And that's alexcooper.com. Now um, at at those auctions, you have to come prepared. You've gotta do your due diligence. You've got to run your numbers. And so let's talk about that for a little bit. When I talk about doing your due diligence and running your numbers, never ever, never ever bid on a property that you haven't seen. So you want to, at the very least, see the outside of the property. Now, some some of the sites like HUBZoo, you can actually see the inside of the property. Never, ever bid on a property that you haven't seen. Now, as real estate investors, we have a formula. We call it the Mayo formula. It's generally for a wholesaler at 65% of the after repair value minus repair costs. For a cash buyer or one that's um, going to fix and flip or buy and hold is generally 70% of the after repair value minus repair costs. When you're buying an auction property, I want you to use 60% of the after repair value minus repair costs, 60%. That's your formula. We go a little bit lower because oftentimes we're not having home inspections, so we really don't know what the house, uh, what kind of work the house needs. Um, And then oftentimes we can't even look at the inside of the property and so um it's a risky proposition we want to minimize the risk by buying a property right and so we're using 60 percent of the after repair value minus repair costs and so you run your numbers you do your due diligence you come to the auction with an idea of what um you're going to bid on or what not to go over and and then also uh when you look in the newspaper the legal paper or the, the website when you show up to the auction. Now this is whether you're bidding on a property at the courthouse steps or you're um, you're bidding online, um, there's a deposit. So you've gotta make sure you've got the deposit. Now, if you're wholesaling these properties, you're going to either use the cash buyers, um, your cash buyers deposit, they're gonna give you a deposit, cashier's check or money order, um, or if you have a lot of experience wholesaling real estate and you trust your findings and I, I've got a really good buddy of mine who, um, as a business practice, he goes to the auctions, bids on the properties and wins, and he wholesales those properties, but he knows, you know, he's got a lot of experience. He's ran his numbers. This is kind of part of what he does every single day. He bids on properties and then he wholesales them, um, the, the auction property. So you've got to really know what you're doing if you're going to do it on your own. I highly advise, um, if you're a wholesaler, to use the cash buyer's deposit. Use the cash buyer's proof of funds. Um, go at it that way. And then, as a as a wholesaler, when you're bidding on these properties, you want to make sure if you win the win the bid that you're putting the buyer's name. In an LLC that you can then um, assign to a cash buyer, so you're not going to win the bid in your name because you can't assign your name. You're not going to win the bid in a um, LLC that you currently own that you have properties in because if you assign that LLC to me, now I own the properties that that you that you previously owned. So we we set up what I call a generic LLC, let's say for example, the property is um, it's at 123 Main Street. Your LLC will be 123 Main Street LLC. Nothing's in it, it's brand new. And then you assign that LLC to a cash buyer um, after you win the bid. And so that that's what that process looks like. Keep in mind when you're running the numbers you're also going to have to pay a commission. Just like if you're buying a house, you pay a commission. The buyer pays the commission on an auction. On most on most properties, on most auction properties, the buyer pays the commission. So you got to put that in your numbers. Generally speaking, the commission is 5%. So you're going to pay a 5% commission. Um, we actually call that um, a buyer's premium. And so instead of commission, we actually call that um, a buyer's premium. So you're going to pay um, 5%. I like to use the word commission because most people can understand that word a little better instead of buyer's premium. But you're going to pay a 5% commission on the property. By the, if you win the bid at $100,000, you have got to tack on another $5,000, 5% onto your numbers and make sure your numbers work. And on an auction property, the numbers need to work at 60% need to work at 60%. All right. So you guys asking some questions. I'll, I'll get to them in a second. Um, now, so that's foreclosures. Pre-foreclosures um, are, are kind of a different animal. I always want you, whether it's a pre-foreclosure or a tax sale, I want you, it's the, the best strategy. If you guys are taking notes, please write this down. The best strategy is to contact that homeowner uh, before the property actually goes to foreclosure. You want to contact them. That's why I was, I would get the list and I would door knock them and see if they were interested in either selling, yeah, interested in selling the property. And I would talk to them. And they would already know because they're getting a ton of, of postcards and letters and phone calls from other investors. I would let them know, I'm going to help you because their their biggest worry is shelter. One's biggest worry in life is shelter. So when their house is going to foreclosure, the biggest thought is, where am I going to live? Where where am I going to have shelter? Where am I going to have shelter for my children? And that's why a lot of people, um, their house goes to foreclosure. I, I told you one of, the, one of the big um, biggest reasons why people houses go to foreclosure is through denial. So they're in denial. Number one reason they're in denial is because it's like, you know, I, I'm going to have no shelter. So I need a miracle right now. And so you solve that problem as a real estate investor, as a real estate agent, you solve that problem. When you talk to them, I'm going to help you find another place to move to. Your house is going to foreclosure. Um, it's on the list. It's the numbers, you're going to run your numbers and also see, so here's also what I do on a foreclosure or pre-foreclosure. I always try to use some type of creative finance. And so when I contact the homeowner on a foreclosure or pre-foreclosure, even even a short sale sometimes, I'll, I'll see exactly how much they owe, what their mortgage balance is And then what the arrearage is, and I put the arrearage on top of the mortgage balance just to see how much they really up. Then I'll look at what the after repair value is. I'll run my numbers, my Mayo formula. And if the numbers fit, what I try to do is buy the property before it goes to auction, subject to the existing mortgage. So if I can can bring the, the property current, and if they already have a plan to move or i can help them move i'm happy to bring the property current we sign an agreement bring the property current make the mortgage payments and then um at the end of the day when they when, when i go to sell the property I actually pay them to come to settlement and sign the um the, the closing documents at, at settlement and that's subject to that's a creative financing strategy that you should be using when you're thinking about buying foreclosures auction properties tax sales i've done that with tax sales um even even short sales you know i've, I've done it with short sales as well um creative financing strategies is the best time to do that um, i recently had a property that actually one of one of my um investors was calling a pre-foreclosure list and so you can, you guys, you can get pre foreclosure list. And so you get them from um, listsource.com, listability.com. You can get them from red X, the red um, If you were to ask me what lists are the best lists to call, I would say pre foreclosure. So one of my investors was calling a, a foreclosure list, a pre foreclosure list. Um, got a hold of the, the, this lady. She said, yes, I'm interested in, in um, looking at a cash offer for my property. Um, I actually ran the appointment, um, for, for my, uh, for my investor. And I talked to the lady, I, I I said, tell me what's going on here. And she said, well, I'm behind, I'm a school teacher. I don't make that much money. It was a a divorce situation. She was left the house and thought she could pay, but just just she couldn't. And again, hoping for a miracle, miracle didn't come. We happened to call at the right time. House was getting ready to go to foreclosure in less than 30 days. It was like three weeks. And I looked at her mortgage balance. I looked at what she was behind. She's only behind about 15, 16,000. I put that mortgage balance on top of, I mean, I put the arrearage on top of the mortgage balance, ran my numbers, the numbers worked. So here's what I asked her. I said, and she wasn't, she just didn't want a foreclosure on her credit report. And so, and she was moving in with her brother. And so here's what I asked her. I said, if I give you $5,000 to help you move, then give you another $5,000 for coming to settlement and signing the closing documents, would you be willing to do a deal with me? I'll renovate the property. I'll bring the mortgage current. I'll make the mortgage payments for you. I'll pay the utilities and she's still gonna own the property. I put a lien on the property so she can't sell the property up from under me. I release the lien when we go to settlement and she said yes. Yeah. So we signed an agreement. She moved out. I gave her five thousand dollars. We renovated the property in about four to six weeks. Um, total renovation. Put the property on the market. Got a, got a buyer right away. In buyer right away. Um, went through home inspection. Did everything. She came to settlement. And on the settlement statement on on the um, on the HUD or the CD, it had. A line item. I mean, at the bottom line that had $5,000 for her and then a line item for my company, which was I think we probably made about $50,000 on the deal. But the good thing for me was it was just good all around. She didn't she sold her house. It didn't go to foreclosure. She um, made money where she didn't wasn't expecting to make any money. I didn't have to go out and get a loan. I didn't have to go through. Two settlements, a settlement when I purchased the property, and then another settlement when I sell the property. And so I, I saved um, financing fees, points, interest. I saved um, transfer and recordation fees, only had to um, pay it once, or really didn't really have to pay it at all, but paid it once. And so I saved a lot of money. And so that's the subject to um, sale. And you wanna start thinking creatively. Um, w- really where it's where it's a tax, I did the same thing on a tax sale. Now look, on a tax sale, once it goes to the sale, um, the homeowner, they have six months to redeem. So one buys the tax sale certificate and it sits there with the jurisdiction and it's drawing interest, sometimes 18%, sometimes over 20% interest. Um, while they're giving the homeowner um, time to actually come and pay the taxes. And so getting that list is very easy, you guys. You can initially get a list. Now, now, which is February, and so now's the time when the lists start coming out. In some jurisdictions, the tax sale is in May. Um, actually, in DC, it's in um, where I am, it's in July in DC. The list actually comes out. And so you can get the list and see whose houses are getting ready to go to tax sale, my strategy was always either contacting the homeowner before the tax sale or contacting the homeowner after the tax sale was, was always my strategy to see if the numbers worked. And oftentimes they did. Oftentimes they were only behind, you know, a year of taxes and that's less than $5,000. And in most most cases, the house, especially if it's an older house, the house is free and clear, of taxes, I mean, of mortgage free and clear, um, or there's a very low mortgage balance. Actually, one of the properties that I just wholesaled um, probably about six months ago. I wholesaled this property, and the the um, the niece inherited this house in a really good section of um, Northwest um, DC. She inherited the house. Um, from her uncle, or I think it was either one or two generations. She inherited the house free and clear. Her only responsibility was to pay the taxes every year. And long story short, she fell short of that. She didn't pay the taxes. Um, a wholesaler contacted mean, yeah, a wholesaler contacted me and said our house is getting ready to go to foreclosure. You know, what, what do you can you buy the property before it actually goes to foreclosure? And you know, of course, I said yes, and paid her before it went to foreclosure. At settlement, paid the I paid the arrearage of the taxes, and then bought the property, and for a really really good price, paid the um, paid the wholesaler their wholesale fee. But um, tax certificates, you guys, tax sales are a great way. Um, it's public information. You can get the information for the homeowner whose house is getting ready to go to foreclose, you can get that information. It's all public. It's all public information. Get that information. Do not be afraid to approach them. They know. They know the the situation, but always go in there with a plan. Just don't go in there as as an investor saying, I'll buy your house. I'll buy your house with cash. You've got to go in there with a plan. Know what they're going through mentally. And in most cases, it's um, where am I gonna be? Where, where am I gonna live? Especially if you're a real estate agent. I see a lot of you guys on here are agents. You guys, you guys, you've got to know this stuff. You can't be satisfied with just listing the property, getting your commission. You'll never become wealthy with that. You've got to start thinking creatively. You've got to be an, an investor. That's why I call my agents agent investors. And, so that they have other streams of income and they can start thinking differently. And my agents they, they think differently. And as it as it relates to building well. So tax sales are great, foreclosures are great. One of the last houses I, I purchased, I think I mentioned is a short sale. So we, we buy short sales. This particular short sale took forever. Now, with the short sale, you guys, um, generally speaking, 95% of the time needs to be, a, an agent needs to be involved. The bank doesn't, doesn't even want to deal with the short sale unless there's a bank, I mean, an agent involved. And so you, you get an agent, agent lists the property. You as the investor, Abina, yes, Abina, you should be joining Bennett Realty Solutions. I'm taking questions after, but I had to comment on that, Abina. Yes, you should join Bennett Realty Solutions. Um, So a bank wants to deal with, with an agent. Now, Generally speaking, a bank is going to take 80% of the as is value. Now, keep that in mind, you guys, on short sales. They're going to take 80% of not the after repair value, they're going to take 80% of the as is value. And so, in most cases, that number works perfectly for us as investors, whether you're wholesaling. Or um, fixing and flipping or buying and holding short sales. Now, with short sales, though, you've got to be patient. Like, you've got to be patient. I've got all the patience in the world. I've got a property that's that I've got locked down through a contract. I'll wait forever because like, a, like um, another property that I purchased, it took like a year, year and a half. But guess what happened in a year, year and a half? Property value went up. It went up almost twenty percent while the while the property was um, going through short, the short sale process. Short sale process is that the, um, you put the property on the contract. Bank is going to ask for uh, the seller; they've got to be a willing participant. Um, bank's going to ask for pay stubs, um, lender letter. I mean, pay stubs, bank statements. Um, an authorization letter, and a couple of other things. Then they're going to send out an agent to do an assessment on the value of the property. It's called a broker's price opinion. We call it a BPO. And they're the eyes and ears of the banks. They're going to send in their report. Now they're just kind of driving by because of COVID. They're doing drive-bys. But um, banks are, especially in this market, a short sale, Just letting them go. Like, whatever the contract is, um, I'll say even now, probably 80% of all short sales are getting approved because the banks, they've got banks are not in the business of holding properties. Banks are in the business of lending properties. It costs the bank $60,000 to foreclose on the homeowners, much cheaper for them to sell the property below market in a lot less time. a, A foreclosure takes could take forever. State of Maryland takes over two years. And so they're letting these short sales go. And so one of the last properties I just purchased, short sale, took a while, took a year. One before that, another short sale in uh, Fort Washington, Maryland, um, that's the one that kind of sat there and it accrued a lot of interest. And I locked into a price a year and a half ago and they honored that price a year and a half later, and we just recently sold that property, and you know made 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 a good profit on that. So short sales, you guys, um, foreclosures, auction properties, and so let me just mention real quickly. A lot of my investors, I actually see one on here now. They're buying properties at the auction. Um, a lot of them are buying them and holding them, but they're also fixing and flipping them they're doing their due diligence. They're doing their homework. They're finding these opportunities at the auction, online auctions. um, There's auctions that are actually on site at the property. There's auctions at the courthouse steps. My investors are finding them in there, either wholesaling those properties or they're fixing and flipping those properties. And some of them are, are, are buying and holding They're fixing them up and putting a, um, a voucher holder, Section 8 tenant in those properties, you guys can be doing the same thing. You've got to know where to get the list. I just mentioned all the sites to get the list. Study. Go to the auctions. Study the auctions. Go go online and follow those auctions. See what you would have uh, bid on a property and see who, who won. Now, one thing I want to mention about auctions is really quickly... Is um, don't get too caught up in your emotions on bidding. We get we do our numbers. Sixty percent of the after repair value minus repair costs. Let's say that number comes up to be about one hundred and fifty thousand. We do not go over that one hundred and fifty. We do not go over. Um, we don't go over that number. Like. And if you're bidding against somebody else, don't get caught up in the emotion of winning. It's not about winning. Buying properties at the auction is about making money. I would rather you walk away versus beating this other guy who um, who's, who's, who's bidding against you. I, I had an opportunity, this was many years ago, to buy a property in Southeast D.C. And my number to bid at was 65000 the bid started, and I thought I was the only one bidding. So it went up. Um, I, I think the auctioneer started at 60. My number was 65. I said, I'm bidding. Here's, here's my cashier's check. And then somebody else started bidding. And so we went back and forth, back and forth, till it got to 65. I said, yes, I'll take it at 65. He said, I'll take it at 66. Then it went to 67 i said okay i'll i'll be at 67. the guy was bidding against stopped bidding so i said okay i got it for 67 my number was 65 i'm good but before i said yes to the 67 i had a buddy with me i leaned over to him and said should i go 67 he said yes so i leaned back that's when the other guy stopped bidding. Guess why the other guy stopped bidding? He, I, after I went up, so when you win the bid, you go up, give your cashier's check, you sign a one-page contract. As I'm signing the one-page contract, the guy I was bidding against walked out of the room with the lender. The lender for this property was actually there. He walked out with the lender. Guess what happened to me? that guy was what I call a stool pigeon. He was in there bidding for the bank to bid up the price. And so you've got to be careful about that. You guys, you've got to be careful. Banks put in what I call stool pigeons into the auction to help bid up the price with no intention on buying, but with every intention of getting more money for the bank. Now only it only it up $2,000, but I was glad I stayed. But I, I've got a cousin who's bidding on, on a property in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. He got caught up in bidding, won the bid, but he won the bid like $30,000 over what he should have won the bid and lost a lot of money. But he got caught up in the emotions of bidding, wanting to win, wanting to be able to call me and and you know call his wife and say, I, I won the bid. And he got caught up. And so you can't do that, you guys. You can't... Um, you can't get caught up in that. Know what your number is and then um, stay there. Don't go over. We're in the business of winning. We're in the business. I mean, not winning, but we're in the business of making money. And, th- and that's what that is. All right. Uh, let's see. So on, on short sales, also, I, I just want to mention that um, when 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 one one's house, um, when you're when it's when they're doing a short sale, um, you as the investor, as the investor buyer, you, you have to have what's called an arm's length relationship with the, with the seller. You can't be a family member, and the bank will also allow you to um, buy the property. That, that can't happen. They're not going to allow that to happen. Um, let me, let me go over marketing strategies um, one more time before I answer the questions. We market to foreclosures, we market to short sales, we market to properties that are going up for auction, tax sales. How are we marketing to them? A couple ways. Number one, um, we get lists and we call. So either you're calling or you get a virtual assistant to call for you. Um, postcards or yellow letters. We're sending out postcards or yellow letters. Um, you can get them from yellowletters.com, postcard mania, um, Vistaprint um, are, are inexpensive, but very, very effective. So you can get your postcard there um, or or door knocking. Don't be afraid to door knock. I mean, in this COVID environment, just don't go inside, but door knock, you can door knock them. If it's a property that's um, up for auction, Oftentimes on the auction site, it will say it's occupied, it's owner occupied. I would prefer you not to bid on those properties, but if you insist, at the very least, knock on their door, see, try to get into a conversation, see what their intentions are. If their intentions are to fight it, stay at the property as long as they, if they, um, they can, which then oftentimes if they lower up, they can stay the property over a year. Uh, that's not a property you should be bidding on. But if it's a, if it's a homeowner or a tenant that has an idea a plan on where they're going to be moving to and will accept some type of cash for keys from you, then maybe it's okay for you to bid on those properties. I know a lot of investors that do, they give cash for keys, um, knowing that they're going to be moving out. Sometimes they don't move out, um, So I stay away from those that are occupied. I try to stay away from those type type of properties. Um, Next steps. Next steps, you guys. Hopefully I've given you enough information to really get going. I'll answer the questions. I'll reiterate some of the sites and things like that. But your next steps are to learn more about where the foreclosures are, to study them. Um, Study the tax sales. Go to the online um, auctions and the auctions at the courthouse steps. Be a witness to who's winning, and at what numbers are there are they winning at? And then start bidding. If you don't have the money to bid, then um, contact your cash buyers list. Let your cash buyer know that hey, I've got this property. It's got to be someone you trust, but I've got this property I want to bid on. I want to know if you might be interested. Um, and me assigning this um, contract if if I win. And so as, as a wholesaler, you're not putting up any cash. You're not showing any credit. You're using your, your cash buyer's um, information. And so that's what I want you to do. The biggest thing is you guys on auction properties, tax sales, foreclosures, short sales, you've got to take action. And you've got to take action now and today um, and every day. Again, 70, 80% of all the properties that my students purchase are either one of the above, auction properties, many, foreclosures, many, short sales we love because we've got a lot of properties under contract just waiting for the bank to approve. In this market, they're approving. Come June, if the moratorium, if, if it doesn't get extended, it's going to be almost 10,000 new foreclosure filings across the country. It's unfortunately unfortunate for them, but an investor's going to buy those properties. Why not it be you? Like put yourself in a position. Now, are they foreclosing now? Absolutely. Are there properties at the courthouse steps to purchase now? Absolutely. Every day of the week, are they online every day of the week a couple of my investors purchase properties like within the last 30 days at the auction sites, uh, on the auction site. So if they can do it, you can do it too, but you've got to take action. And so so part of the question I have for you is, what's the one thing you're going to do this year, 2021, to make a difference in your life? And a lot of you guys say, well, cold calling, that's not for me. Um, I'm not good with networking, getting the word out, branding myself. I'm not good with social media. And try foreclosures, try auctions, try tax sales. You can do it. The way I look at life is if I see other people doing something then I'm gonna study, I don't care who they are, I'm gonna study what they're doing and then I'm gonna try it myself and I'm gonna take action. Most times I I succeed, sometimes I fail, but at least I know in my mind, I attempted to make my life better and my family's life better and that's what you, you're gonna to have to do. All right, so look, let's go, this, I think we've got some questions here. So Danielle, hey, Danielle. So what, let me, let me put her question up on the screen. So what happens if they are in foreclosure and receive an auction letter without an auction date? And so if they receive, Danielle, um, an auction letter or foreclosure letter with no date, there's no date in sight which means it's good for you to go and put that property under contract and either purchase that property or wholesale that property until they get an, you know, before they get that auction date. So those are the best ones. They get a letter from the bank saying that they're in foreclosure, that an auction is imminent, but no date in sight. Those are the best ones. Now there's a sense of urgency because they see the letter. So it's a sense of urgency for the homeowner but now you've got a little bit of leverage in going in saying okay you see it you have this letter there's a foreclosure imminent um let's let's we I can help you find another place to move to if you don't have another place to move to and I can save your house from going to foreclosure either buying it or if the numbers work do do some type of creative financing strategy to save their house from going to foreclosure you renovate the property and pay them on the back end So those are the best ones. And so here's here's another question. Where can I find foreclosed homes in Richmond? And so in Richmond, in any area, you can go to hubzoo.com. You can go to um, uh, auction.com. You can get your legal newspaper in Richmond. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to Google Richmond, Virginia legal newspaper and the filings are there. And so you can get the filings there in Richmond um, or you can go to all all the auction sites to find out. And then also you want to you want to Google Richmond, Virginia tax sales because the list should be coming out to see who's who's delinquent. Who can you contact before that sale? to see if you can save that house from actually going to, to auction. And then, like I said earlier, sometimes once it does go to tax sale and the investor gets the tax certificate, they've got to wait six months. The homeowner still owns the property for six months. Actually, they own it even longer than that because um, the person who won the tax um, sale certificate, after the redemption period, they still have to hire an attorney to foreclose on you. And that could take up to a year. And any time between the sale and the, the actual foreclosure as an investor, you, if the numbers work, you can come in and purchase the property. And so those are the best ones. Those are the ones I really like. All right, Jermaine is asking, dealing with auction properties, do you have to pay for the property the same? Um, dealing with auction properties, do you have to pay for the property the same? And so um, I would say yes, do you have to pay for the property? Um, so if you're an investor that's actually going to purchase the property, yeah, you you can get you can get a loan, you can get a hard money loan to purchase the property. You can use a line of credit to purchase a property. You can get a traditional loan from a traditional bank to to buy the property. You can use cash to buy the property. Yeah. So we buy the properties the same way we buy any other property. Um, We just put them under contract. And then generally auction properties take 45 days or longer to actually close. And then in that period of time, you can um, secure your finances. All right, so Rashida is saying, I signed up for List Source, but it doesn't offer phone numbers. What's the best way to find the phone numbers? So there's a couple ways, um, Rashida. If you have the homeowner's name and address, then you can skip trace to get the phone number. You can use um, whitepages.com, um, Deal Machine. You can use Deal Machine to um, get it, that Deal Machine app. Um, a lot of my investors use PropStream or Real Eflow um, to get the numbers. In the RedX, the, the RedX.com, they actually do have the phone numbers that you can call to, to get um, the numbers if you want to call. Or with the pre foreclosure list, you can then um, send out a letter or a postcard. Um, Quentin is asking, Hey Quentin, how can you determine if the mortgage is free and clear? Actually, there's a way to do that. Clinton. I can't remember right now. There's a way to determine there's a site. If somebody else knows the site, put it, put it in the comments, but there's a site that you can go to see if it's free and clear. Oftentimes I'll just, um, I'll just ask them if if they have a free and clear mortgage. Sometimes I'll look at the tax record to see when they purchased the property. Oftentimes on the tax record, you can tell if they if they've done a refinance or not, so if they've owned the property for you know 20 years or more, 30 years or more, um, and there's no evidence of a refi, then the assumption is that they um, they own it free and clear. Oh, there you go, Abina. So, Remind now I know Remind um agents have access to Remind. I don't know if Remind is public or not. Abina, do you know that? I know real estate agents, um, as part of our MLS, uh, Remind um, is for the agents. It could be public too. Um, but Quentin, Quentin you're, so Quentin, you're an agent. You're an agent with me. Uh, just go to Remind. Just go on to the Bright MLS. And I think on the home page, go all the way to the bottom of the home page and Remind is there. Just go to Remind there. Thank you, Abina. Bina puts, um, I should join Bennett Realty, and and so I, we we would hope so. Uh, we we don't we focus both on the general brokerage side of the business, um, but but we then also focus on building our agents up so they don't have to sell real estate for the rest of their lives. We we focus also focus on a hundred percent commission, but then taking some of that hundred percent and invest it in you so that you're not in a position like like some of these homeowners who foreclose where the main breadwinner loses their job or gets sick. Now you've got to foreclose. We've got to invest. And you guys, you guys, you've got to start thinking investing. You've got to start thinking about that. We, We get so caught up in living from day to day. We get so caught up in keeping up with the Joneses that we don't make the sacrifices needed to invest in ourselves. A lot of you guys have children. What, what are you doing for their financial future? You should be buying a house to live in and trying to get that paid off, buying another house as a rental property. As a real estate professional, your service, your commodity is real estate. You guys are so happy to get a commission selling a property to another investor that you're not even thinking about yourself. That same house you could be buying or wholesaling, Um, One of the last houses that I I just sold, the real estate agent got both sides of the commission because they brought the buyer and the seller. I was the buyer. I paid them a bonus or wholesale fee, but I paid them a bonus at settlement. So they got paid three times. When I renovated the property, they listed the property, got paid a fourth time. You've got to start thinking that way, thinking creatively, think about your financial future. And so that's what we preach here at Bennett Realty Solutions. I want you out there as a goal to buy and hold at least one property a year. That's what I want. Whether it's a short sale, foreclosure, tax sale, um, whatever it is, um, I want you building wealth. You will never, ever, never, ever build wealth just listing and selling real estate, living from day to day. You, you you've got to invest, you guys, and which sometimes for some of you means a sacrifice. You got to make a sacrifice. You can't keep up with the Joneses um, always. All right. So Nikki, hey Nicole. So remind. Oh, remind is public. So Nikki's saying it's public. Carlos is saying it's not public. So we'll I'll, I'll check. I'll I'll check um, when I get out of here. All right, you guys, hopefully this was a good session for you guys. Hopefully you guys um, took some notes. But more importantly, um, hopefully, my hope is that this session gave you guys some ideas on how you can find investment properties, how you guys can actually start building wealth um, for yourselves, focused on that, focused on that for 2021. You've got to do something different. A lot of you guys are doing the same thing. I see a lot of my coaching students on here. Um, Carlos is on here. And so what's different that you're going to do? you got to get educated. You've got to get the information, but then you've got to take action. And so that's what I want you to do. You've got to take action. So look, you guys, um, it was a blessing for me to be able to um, deliver this information for you. Um, Got lots of, a lot more information. Follow me on Instagram, Greg Bennett Invest. Greg Bennett Invest. Follow me on Instagram. Lots of information um, for you there. So look, you guys, God bless. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. Have a great um, week, and let's go for it in 2021. Take care, you guys.